0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So supposedly in the new Justice League movie, I've seen some clips of it out out on HBO Max. There's a scene about some nightmare universe Batman lives in, the the nightmare with with, with a K at the beginning, you know, Dark Knight kind of thing. He's living in this alternate, evil, terrible universe where everything's destroyed and broken up. Well, why am I bringing that up now? Because Joe Biden is trying, <laughs> trying to rapidly move us like Darkseid um, and Steppenwolf into this nightmare hellscape. He's trying to turn America into a liberal hellhole. No, I'm not kidding. I'm going to show you an article in Axios, some behind-the-scenes source. By the way, Axios, not a right-leaning outlet at all, where Joe Biden's basically saying he's looking to destroy America and move rapidly to the far left. You were warned. He's a moderate, they told us. Sure, sure. You keep sticking to that one. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Secure your online activity today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. Also, a piece of absolutely ridiculous video from CNN. Allison Camerata has an idea on how to stop those really bad people from getting firearms. Uh... Wait till you see this video. Just genius. And by genius, I mean absolutely ridiculous. Today's show brought to you by Brickhouse Nutrition. Life's about habits. This year, we've been more focused than ever on our health and the health of those uh, we love. But what happens after? How do we plan to ensure that your body's immune system is ready for winter and beyond? I recommend Field of Greens. I love it by Brickhouse Nutrition. I take it every day. I actually take it twice a day. So this read is wrong. I take it twice a day. It's loaded with antioxidants. Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. The powerful combination doesn't only support heart health. It can support a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Complete with pre and probiotics. Field of Greens is not only good for you, it's good for the entire family, even the athletes and children living in the home. Just put a scoop in a glass of water. I sometimes put in green tea. Sometimes I put in a little V8. I love it. I take it twice a day. Again, go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Get 15% if you're off your first order using promo code Dan at checkout. Paula loves it too. Available in multiple flavors, the wild berry is spectacular. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. And while you're at it, check out Foundation too, their creatine product. That's why these, uh, these shirts don't ever fit well. Not to mention they're probably two sizes too small. Moving on. All right, Producer Joe, let's go. All right. I wanted to give the Kenny Bell a little work, you know? Kenny Bell. <laughs> Kenny Bell's getting a little rusty there. All right, getting <laughs> right in, right? We got, we got to help out our buddy Kenny and his bell. So Joe Biden has a press conference today at 1 p.m. Eastern time, which we will cover tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be a number of lowlights. I doubt there'll be any highlights from it. Um, is anyone going to ask this guy a question? Now, the always confused Joe Biden. We've seen more video emerge yesterday. Biden, who never seems to know what to do. So we'll see what happens at this presser today. Uh, But he always appears confused and he never seems to know what to do next. Here's a quick video of Joe Biden yesterday. Some press in the room. He's there with Ron Klain, his chief of staff, uh, and Kamala Harris. And you'll notice at the end of the meeting, Joe Biden appears confused. Now, let me give you a little inside baseball, having worked in the White House for four and a half years of my life. Folks, everything the president does is scripted. Got it? Comprende? Everything. It's never a mystery what's going to happen next. So why Joe Biden? Gee, we've talked about this already, haven't we? With these videos. Why does he always look confused at the end of these things? I'm not kidding. It's a serious question. Everything in the White House is scripted. I know you get a little schedule every day. It has everything. You'll go here. Here's the footprints you'll stand on. Here's what you'll read from the teleprompter. There'll be a grip and grin after. You know what a grip and grin is? Shake someone's hand, <laughs> smile, take some photos, photo line. You'll then go to the cars. In the car, you'll have five minutes with the senator, whatever it is. Then we'll take off. There's never, ever a mystery about what happens next. So why is this guy perpetually confused? Watch the end of this where he turns to Ron Klain, his chief of staff. What are we there next, Ron? He never sees, either he can't read the instructions about what he's supposed to do. Or the cognitive deficits worse than we know? Check this out. So thank you, Mr. President, for your confidence. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for letting well me um, Now we're going to get down to business here. And, uh, and uh, Ron, who am I turning this over to? Brilliant. Well, uh, thank you very much, Mr. President. <laughs> I think it's uh, time for the press, our friends in the press to leave, though. Thank you. the children in the border facility? So- If you're watching on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino, you'll see, again, Joe Biden looking perpetually confused at the end of these things. He never knows what to do. Keep in mind, he's the president of the United States, and he's the only guy in the room who does not know what's going to happen next. Well, Trust me, please. He's been briefed. Uh, Mr. President, what's going to happen is you're going to give some statement with Kamala Harris. You're going to talk about this, this, and this. Your closing words are going to be this. After that, we're going to escort the press out. We're not going to take any questions. He forgets. He either forgets or, I hate to say what else, maybe he's just not processing information at all. Why is this important? Because he's the president of the United States and he doesn't know what's going on ever, ever. He's always confused. Why is it dangerous? One, because I just told you he's the president, has his hand on the nuclear button and he doesn't seem to know what's going on ever. Kind of a problem, no? But secondly, he's promising to double and triple down now. Moderate Joe Biden. Remember the media told us he was a moderate. Don't you worry, folks. He's a moderate. Moderation. Don't you worry. He's going to be a Bill Clinton clone. Well, none of that's true. Check out this article by Axios. If you don't read, if there's one thing you need to read today in my newsletter, read this one. Go to Bongino.com slash newsletter and check out uh, this article by Axios. Yeah, you got to flip that over there. Folks, this stuff, if this doesn't panic you, I don't know what will. Axios, Biden's New Deal, re-engineering America quickly. Otherwise known as the transformation into the nightmare Batman hellscape scenario. You know, Batman in the desert, Superman's attacking him, cities are burning down. Like Joe Biden must have watched that movie and been like, how do we get that here? How do we do that here in the United States right now? Is that a movie or is that real? Can we emulate that place? Listen to this from Axios. This is a huge story. Again, go to my newsletter and read this. The whole thing. It's a short article. Axios does short hits. Bongino.com slash newsletter. You can subscribe free there. Quote, this should bake your bagels, folks. Big time. People close to Biden tell us he's feeling bullish on what he can accomplish. Uh Uh-oh. And is fully prepared to support the dashing of the Senate filibuster rule to allow Democrats to pass voting rights, I love how they frame this, voting rights, and other trophy legislation for his party. Biden loves the growing narrative that he's bolder and bigger thinking than Obama. That statement alone, folks, you should be sweating right now. If you're not, start sweating quick. Also, goes on, this temptation to go even bigger. Senate Republican Leader McConnell insists will create such a fissure between the parties that he compared it this week to a nuclear winter. The temptation for Biden to transform the country, that is. So in media terms, Biden's ready to pounce. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know those Republicans pounce stories, remember? Democrats screw up, screw up the story. He's never about the Democrat in the media. It's always about the Republicans' response to the story. Republicans pounce on Andrew Cuomo getting people killed in nursing homes. It's never about Cuomo. But Biden's about to pounce. Biden's about to transform the country to the ugly Justice League nightmare Batman scenario. What's coming, folks? Because if you don't know what's coming down the line, you don't know how to stop it. Let me just go through the litany of things I'm getting from my sources and some which are open source out there, too. And you can read on your own things that could be coming your way if Biden nukes the filibuster. Meaning he'll need just 51 votes in the Senate to pass legislation. 51 votes he has. There are 50 Democrats. Dan, you said they need 51. That's a majority. Yes, there's 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans. Kamala Harris is the deciding vote. Kamala Harris is more liberal than Joe Biden. If they can hold their caucus together, the Democrats, this stuff will all go through if they nuke the filibuster. Number one, the estate tax. How do you like them potatoes? Estate tax, sounds great, right? Worked your whole life to build up a little nest egg to give to your kids. Maybe you got a couple hundred thousand dollars, got a couple million dollars, you got a farm, you got some real estate. How'd you like an estate tax? Can't transfer wealth anymore to your children. You got to give it to the government, you know, because the government, the daddy government knows what to do with your money better than you do. Of course they do. They're so much smarter than all of us. They get everything, right? So a hike in the income tax. Now, I know a lot of the liberals listening to the show who don't think things through ever. Like, it's only fair you rich people should pay more. I can pay more. I wouldn't class- classify myself as like super rich, but I can pay more. That's not the point. The point is, does it work? And point number two is, I don't owe you squat the government. I don't owe you anything. I work for my own money. Why do I have to give it to you? Yeah, we have a constitutional role of government more than happy to support our military court system. Some interstate highways get that. But I don't owe you anything. And I wish more Republicans would say that. We do this dance around the tax issue as if we owe the government our money. Well, you know, here's what I think. No, no, you don't owe them anything. You don't owe them anything. There's no evidence whatsoever government can spend your money more efficiently than you can. So, okay, I don't want to pay anymore because it's stupid and it doesn't work. It's not about what I can or can't do. It's about what works or not. And government doesn't know squat about sending my money, spending my money. So you're going to have an estate tax hike where they're going to lower that uh, that floor. Income tax hike. Capital gains tax hike. I know what you're thinking. Again, if you're a liberal listening to the show, the first thought, if you're listening to us on the radio too, you're thinking to yourself, capital gains tax. That's just for those rich capitalists, monopoly guy monocle top hat wearing rich people who have a bunch of stocks so if they make a capital gain on a stock they bought for ten dollars and sell it for a hundred screw those rich people they should pay higher higher rates on capital gains again i'm not asking you what you think is fair i'm asking you what you think is right you think that'll work why do you think that Why do you think that won't impact you? You have a pension. You invested in a pension fund. I've got news for you, Libs, because I know you never think this stuff through. Your pension fund is probably invested in stocks, too. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think. Of course you think you're a liberal. So your pension fund is going to have to pay taxes on those capital gains, too. And when they have to pay more to the government, it doesn't know squat about spending your money. That's less money to give to you in your pension fund. Oh, I didn't really think of that one. Of course you didn't. You're a liberal. Thinking's not really your thing. Elizabeth Warren's talking about a wealth tax. So we're going to get an estate tax, an income tax hike, a capital gains tax hike, and a wealth tax hike. You're like, ah, oh, screw those really rich people, a wealth tax. It's only going to apply to people uh, you know, making tens of millions or more, where every year they're going to have to pay a percentage of their wealth to the government. Do you ever think to yourself like, okay, uh, you don't like rich people, I get it. Maybe success you know, isn't your thing. If you're a liberal, it probably isn't. You live on envy. But what do you think happens when all of those rich people who created businesses and run businesses take their money and move it overseas? What do you think happens to the United States? That's less money in the United States for business investment. Again, I I know liberals, this is tough because you're so obsessed with looking in your neighbor's pocket. You never look in your own, but maybe look in the mirror for a minute and go, okay, you know what? He's got a point. It's not really what I think is fair. It's what works or not. Why would you think having rich people move money in mass out of the United States would be good for the United States? I'll let you digest that one because I know this is all troubling to you. What else are we going to get? in this nightmare Batman scenario Joe Biden's going to push for. And by the way, all of this stuff I'm hearing about, I'm not just pulling this out of my caboose. This is stuff I'm getting wind is coming if they nuke the filibuster. You're going to have HR1 pass that disastrous uh, voting amendment, which will completely destroy any chance of a free and fair election in the future. Unsecured ballot boxes everywhere, no signature verification, terrible voter ID said, you know, uh, making voter ID nearly illegal. You're going to get amnesty for, what, 20-plus million people? Nobody has any idea how many illegal aliens are actually in the country. So that'll be coming immediately if they nuke the filibuster. Check it. Mark my words. Today's date, March 25th. Remember I said that. You'll get a rifle ban. They'll call it an assault weapon ban, but they don't even know what assault weapon means, so I refuse to use that term. It'll be a rifle ban. You'll have to turn over your AR-15. Most people will just ignore it, of course. But they will. They'll mandate you do it. Most of the local sheriffs will say, we're not going to people's houses to take their AR-15s. But the Biden administration will try it. Then watch. They'll take local law enforcement money from local law enforcement entities that refuse to go to people's houses and take their AR-15s. Mark it. Mark the date. Again, March 25th. Had a check again on my phone. Forgot what the date was for the second time. They'll put you on a list, by the way. Well, how will they know I have a rifle? I'll get to that in the next segment. Don't miss that coming up, my Second Amendment block. You like that little tease? How do you feel about that? You feel good about that? Thanks. Feeling. Joe, how do you feel about that? Am I getting better at this tease stuff? Yeah. you to tell me, you know, You're on radio there. and stuff like that. You gotta keep yeah. Sorry, little glitch there. Major power outage. Luckily, the entire studio's on battery and I have a massive, like, five million gallon propane tank outside. Like, Just kidding. Little hyperbole. But yeah, we had a Crazy power out of Jerry. I don't know if you'll, you'll notice anything in the show because Guy's a really good video editor and Joe cleans up the audio. But I just told you anyway. So what else is coming in the Joe Biden Batman nightmare universe from the, the anti-justice league? Well, you'll get Medicare for all too. Well, that's interesting because Medicare now is broke. Don't worry, it'll be broke for everyone. They're also looking at a carbon tax and you'll see Planned Parenthood and other pro-abortion groups uh, get boatloads of taxpayer money. That'll be coming down soon. So what can we do about it? I'm going to do something I don't do. I'm going to flip between pages and then flip back because I hate doing that because it's mildly distracting to me. But what the heck? So if they decide to nuke the filibuster, folks, the Democrats and Joe Biden, meaning you will only need 51 votes to pass legislation in the Senate, then I have a little section here. What should the GOP do? If we then take power in the midterm elections and then win the presidency back in 2024 because we'd only need 51 votes. Remember, what's good for the goose is most definitely good for the gander, right? So I got a little list of items and I have this caveat here. What should the GOP do if they grow some cojones? Because that's important. Well, I'd say item number one on the list would be this. Let's cut all the taxes. Let's do an 18% flat tax rate for income tax, corporate taxes, capital gains taxes, and let's wipe out that estate tax. We'll only need 51 votes. Why 18%? Because unlike liberals, I actually believe in data and science. You know, liberals believe in uh, you know, mysticism, uh, emotion. What does Shapiro say? Facts don't care about your feelings. Liberals are all about feelings. Facts aren't really their thing. I didn't just pick that 18% number randomly. If you look up on the internet, Hauser's Law, H-A-U-S-E-R, There's been some research on what people will pay in taxes reasonably before they believe the rate's too high and they start paying accountants to avoid paying taxes. In other words, stated simply, what income tax rate would American citizens be generally comfortable with? Where they feel like, okay, I'm getting a decent deal out of it before they start moving their money away from taxes. The answer is 18%. Above 18%, people start looking for ways. To not pay taxes. Remember what I say all the time in the show? Remember this one, Joe? Tax evasion is a crime. Yep. Tax avoidance is a national pastime. Yes, sir. So I would just make it 18% across the board. Crazy idea, right? That's kind of where Americans are. No matter what we do to hike taxes, they'll generally pay 18%. Anything more than that, they start avoiding it. I'd institute national reciprocity right away. You got a firearm carry permit in Florida? It's good everywhere. And the 49 other states, too. Oh, that would drive liberals nuts. National reciprocity. That'd be item two. I'd eliminate Obamacare like that in a jiffy and institute health savings accounts. That'd be a great idea. Of course, the GOP'd have to grow grow some cojones, as I said, to do this stuff. I'd get rid of the Department of Education, of in-education, which does actually nothing for anyone. Save that money. I'd cap government spending right away, put a lid on it. And I'd reform Social Security and Medicare. Anyone 55 or younger, give them their own personal accounts and health savings accounts as well. Of course, that would require the GOP, again, to sprout a pair. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. On the other side of this, there's been some developments on the Joe Biden war on self-protection, because that's what it is. Uh, these are amazing people. They want to defund the police. Uh, their logic is just incredible. They want to defund the police while taking away your right to defend yourself. Makes a whole lot of sense if you're a liberal, of course. I got a video on the other side of this from CNN's Allison Camerota um, that's uh, very puzzling, to say the least. Today's show brought to you by Headspace. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that can help you sleep? Yes, I need that. Focus, act, and be better. There is. Or one of our new faves in the house. If you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life, change mine. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed, it happens to me a lot, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. You're going to love this. Need some help falling asleep? Yeah, kind of, like every day. Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by, me too. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost uh, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Bongino. That's headspace.com slash Bongino for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head over to headspace.com slash Bongino today. Also, a quick note, personal note, folks. Um, Lucy, my wonderful dog, who I love. Lucy is, uh, you know, Lucy is really into shenanigans. If shenanigans were a thing, Lucy's into shenanigans. You all have dogs. You ever notice they always give you that look when they know they're doing something wrong and they're waiting for you to respond? They're like, (laughs) they do. They're like, you know what I'm saying, Joe? They have this like human almost response. Lucy loves eating all my shoes. So sometimes I let her out on the deck out there, and I have shoes I keep out there, and I see her eating them, and she's like peeking around the corner to see if I'm watching her. So Lucy's headed over to a doggy boot camp next week with a trainer. I feel bad, but she's it's really getting bad. She's eating everything in sight. So I'm hoping that works out well. I, I'm a little anxious. Gotta gotta be honest with you. A little, little anxious about that. Lucy at boot camp. She's not exactly like you know, like a Marine, t- you know, tough guy kind of thing, Lucy. She's, she doesn't have a tough bone in her body, poor dog. All right, get in this video. So um, what could possibly go wrong here? So here's CNN's Allison Camerata. And uh, when you watch this video, I want you to keep a couple of things in your head, right? Number one, have these people ever purchased a firearm before? I- I'm serious because they comment on it and you would think either they know someone who purchased a firearm, they bought one themselves, Or they try to see what the experience is like themselves before they comment on it. Because I know a bunch of FFLs, Federal Firearm license Dealers. I know a a whole bunch of them. I buy a lot of guns myself. Ladies and gentlemen, trust me when I tell you, and I know the FFLs listening can attest to this. Email me. I'd love your feedback. They already screen customers. There are some bad apples. There always are. But Responsible Firearms Dealers which is the overwhelming majority of them, will tell you, I absolutely screen customers. If they see someone come in that they know should not have a firearm for various reasons, they will tell you they will not sell. It doesn't matter what they produce. It happens. I'm just telling you what they've told me. They already screen customers. That, those situations, thankfully, are rare. And again, there are certain bad apples. There always will be in any business. But Alison Camerata takes this to the next level. She suggests that firearms dealers should be asking like psychological analysis questions like, hey, is somebody following you before they sell a firearm to a potential buyer? This is the, one of the most insane segments I've ever seen. Check this out. Why, in case, in terms of making change, since it seems <laughs> intractable at the national level, why don't we go to gun shop owners and say, Do you think that this 21-year-old who comes in and wants an AR-15 style weapon, do you think that he looks like he's going hunting with this weapon? Did you ask him, um, by the way, do you ever think that people are chasing you? Do you ever hear voices saying that people are coming for you? Do they ever ask questions like that? Because this guy, it sounds like, according to his family, would have answered yes. (laughs) Joe, where do do we find these people? How how do these people get jobs in the media? So... So you're gonna ask the guy who comes in. One, it's nobody's business if he's hunting with it or not. None, and firearms, no firearms dealer. I was gonna ask you, are you hunting with this? I don't hunt. I have firearms because you know I know Allison Camerata is against this, but I'd like to be able to defend myself. God forbid something were to happen. I know that's a crazy idea to Alison Camerata, uh, but it's not to me because I'm sane. Uh, You know, I think any sane person would be like, yeah, I'd be interested in having the ability to protect myself if something broke bad. I don't know what's weird about that. But you're supposed to ask them then, do you hear voices and you're expecting them to answer yes? What could possibly go wrong there? Sir, are you hearing voices? I can only imagine. So the... (laughs) Gee, can we chalk talk this a minute so <sighs> we go into the ffl the firearms deal I've, I've actually been in one i don't know if alison cameron let, let's just play this out how does this go so you walk in sir i i, I really uh, uh would like to purchase that sig p365 i i've heard great things about the weapon can i take a look at it um customer joey bagadonis before i hand you the weapon to check out here uh let me ask you a question um is someone speaking to you in your head and you're like uh uh, what do you mean? Like Bluetooth? Did someone? I, no, no, no. Like, are you hearing voice? Like, what do you mean voices? Like premonitions? Like a the a, the burning bush in the Bible? Like, what do you mean? Am I hearing voices? No, no. Are you hearing voices? Like, like if you were psychologically traumatized or had some psychopathology and you're hearing voice, you'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm not here. I don't know. I don't hear vo- No, I'm not hearing voices. And people who hear voices who want to buy a gun are not going to tell people they're hearing voices. And then they ask questions too. So let's follow up. Here's, so here's question number two, uh, Mr. Firearms, Mr. Firearms, potential purchaser from Mr. Firearms salesman guy. Sir, um, is someone chasing you? Uh, chasing me where? Like here to the dealer? What do you mean? Chasing me? Like my dog chased me. No, no. Are people chasing you? Ch- wh- who? What do you mean? Chasing me? Like some like Jason Voorhees and Friday, the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. What do you mean? Is someone chasing, you know, like chasing, No, I mean, like fake people chasing, dude, what do you mean? Sir, what I'm asking you, are you delusional where you believe people are chasing you that aren't real people and aren't chasing you, but you believe they're chasing you and you're expecting the guy to go? Yes, yes, that's me. I do. I fake people chase me all the time. I know we're fake, but because I'm delusional, I think they're real. So definitely don't sell me a firearm. What could possibly go wrong with this? By the way, seriously, this is a very inflammatory thing to say, Allison Camerata, because having spent, and unlike Allison Camerata, I actually have some expertise in this area because I've purchased firearms, trained with firearms, and I I hate when people talk about their education, so forgive me in advance. I hate this. Self-praise things, but- I did get a master's degree in psychology, specializing in neuropsychology. Do I have a little, oh, that's painful to say. The verdict is in. Nobody cares where you went to school, but it is important for this segment. Maybe tell Alison Camerata that not everybody who has some psychopathology or some DSM diagnosis is some violent mass killer. Does she not know that? You're expecting the, 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 the FFL To be a psychiatrist or psychologist? Possibly the dumbest piece of advice I have ever heard. Folks, it gets worse. The Second Amendment piece was a big hit yesterday. Because I care about it. Because I care about your right to defend yourself. I want you to read this article. The show notes today, uh, the newsletter, same thing, are spectacular. They're really good. Just the news article. John Solomon's piece. Amid calls for universal background checks, little evidence they stop mass shootings. This is Biden's nightmare Batman hellscape scenario. He wants to push for universal background checks. Now, that is a focus group tested term. What does Biden really want? And why is the media now leveraging this tragedy in Boulder to push for universal background checks? Ladies and gentlemen, it has nothing to do with background checks. What do you mean, Dan? Of course, everybody who gets a firearm should get a background check. Really? You got a guy in Iowa, a farmer who's got a shotgun, who wants to give it to his kid. Maybe he's 80s, getting older. Kid lives with him. He doesn't want custody of the firearm anymore. He has to go then to an FFL to get background check to give it to his kid. And that makes sense to you. Well, if you're a liberal, of course it does, because you're a totalitarian. You want to know everything about everyone all the time, despite the fact it's none of your business. So if Biden's pushing for universal background checks, and I'll get to this, just the news piece in a second, a screenshot from it, I would ask, you know, questions. And one of the questions I would ask is, well, do universal background checks actually work? But that would require facts and data, so liberals won't do that. But before I get to that, because there is an answer, the second part of this is more important, which is what about the Batman nightmare hellscape? What does universal background checks contribute to, to that Biden hellscape he wants launched upon us. Because ladies and gentlemen, it has nothing to do with checking your background. It has everything to do with putting you on the list. Oh, the list. What's the list? Democrats for years, radical leftists have craved a federal list of who owns firearms and who doesn't. But the TR uh, amendment, they're prevented from doing so to some degree. Now, what does this have to do with background checks? Well, folks, you don't know who has a lot of firearms out there because, again, on some private-to-private transactions, you can sell or give your firearm to someone. Of course, it's illegal to give give it to someone who's a prohibited possessor. But you can legally transfer your firearm to a family member or someone else legally. And the government doesn't know who has that firearm anymore. Now, I know liberals find that troubling because they're totalitarians and they think everything is their business. Double barrel, middle finger. It isn't. It's not your business. It's not. I don't owe you anything. But what better way to keep a list of who has the firearms if every single transfer had to go through a background check. Oh, oh, is that what they're up to? Of course, that's what they're up to. The liberals never tell you what they actually want to do. They use focus group guess- tested terms to disguise their real agenda. The real agenda is to have a federal list of everybody who owns a firearm that you can't get out of. Because now they come to your house for your firearm. You gave it away, gave it to someone in your family. I don't have it. They have no way of checking that with universal background checks. Oh, they will absolutely have a way because if you didn't, if you say I gave it away and there's no record of a universal background check, you're under arrest. That's going to sting. From the Just the News piece, let's go back to question one. We did it in reverse order. So the universal background checks actually work. Quote, a lengthy review of nearly 20 mass shootings by the New York Times found that, quote, a vast majority of guns used in those shootings were bought legally and without a federal background check. Oh, excuse me, and with a federal background check. Kind of important. Only a few of the shooters on that list obtained their firearms without passing federal background checks. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's very little evidence what they're claiming it's for, to prevent people from getting firearms who don't deserve them. Take Allison Camerata's uh, two-minute psychological examination first. Uh, There's very little evidence that would actually work. So if there's little evidence it worked, why are they doing it? Because they want you on a list. Because then when they come to confiscate your firearms later, you can't say, hey, I gave it away. All right, let me get to my next uh, sponsor. And then I'm going to get to an epic times piece after that in the newsletter. Newsletters, again, please check it out today. The ninth Circuit strikes again. Do you realize you don't have a right to carry a firearm? Joe, do you know that? Huh? Like I didn't. I thought I lived in the United States of America. Shame on you, Armacost what do you know yeah that's coming up next Mm. Uh, the nutty ninth today's show also brought to you by our friends at rock auto with the ever-increasing number of car makes and models it's this is joe's favorite sponsor by the way i just have to throw that in there joe is like a home do-it-yourself or mechanic he loves rock auto it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning is your odyssey an lx or an ex i don't know And while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brands his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. These are good folks. I've spoken to them personally. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. If it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and super easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low for the same pros and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right in there, they have a box. How did you hear about us? Write Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in there. So uh, they know we send you. We'd really appreciate that, folks. It really helps. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. I won't sing today, but I, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to. I don't want to bust Joe's eardrums. All the parts your car will ever need. Oh, the temptation is there. RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com. Check it out today. All right. Back to the show. The Nutty ninth strikes again while we're on the topic of you being able to defend your family, something the left strongly objects to. They're like, don't worry. The police will show up. Sorry, it's dust over there. Really? You want to defund them too? Maybe. (laughs) Reminds me of that scene from Aliens. Remember Aliens? Guy and I were talking sci-fi movies. Joe heard the conversation too. I just found out about Guy that he's a big star, uh, Star Wars fan. Me too. And I mentioned to him that the only great sequels ever were uh, Aliens and Empire Strikes Back. They were two great sequels. But there's that scene in Aliens where the they, they want to take their guns away when they're going into the place because they can't shoot at the aliens because they might blow the place up. And the guy looks giving back his gun. He goes, what are we supposed to use against them? Foul language? Well, I don't know. That's the left's approach to self-protection. Defund the police, and you don't have the right to carry either. So I guess you're supposed to use foul language. If Joe had the bleep button, we'd be. That would be a fun gag. If we had more time to prep this show, we have a <laughs> we have a special interview coming up after. We're gonna Governor Christy Nome. If if she's if coming on after, we're gonna put this in tomorrow's show. So don't miss it. But uh, it would be a great if we. And you beefed it all, Joe. Like that's our new <laughs> self defense mechanism for the liberal. There you go. Just like, you get what I'm saying. That would be yeah. hilarious, because Epic Times article by Jack Phillips. U.S. appeals court rules that states may restrict people from openly carrying guns in public. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm, I'm confused. I read that whole Second Amendment thing, you know, the right of the people as we covered yesterday, keeping bare arms. I, I don't know how this keeps getting lost on people in black robes who were supposed to be semi-intelligent. Here's a stunner from the Epic Times. The Ninth nice Circuit Court of Appeals ruled 7 of 4 that restrictions on carrying guns in public except for hunting, do not violate the Second Amendment's right to bear arms. If you just, I read that sentence. If that sentence makes no sense to you, it's probably because you have functioning neurons. If it makes sense to you, I'm sorry you're a moron. Go to moron school where you unlearn moronity. Restrictions on carrying guns in public, except for hunting, do not violate the Second Amendment's right to bear arms. Wait, why? The Nutty Ninth will. Lose that case if that's uh on it. There's no, there is absolutely no way if this case goes to the Supreme Court that's going to stand. We already have the DC versus Heller case where it's been already ruled on by the Supreme Court that uh, the right to bear arms is an individual right. And ladies and gentlemen, is this hard to read? Just read the Second Amendment. You don't like the Second Amendment, Libs? Write a new amendment overturning the old amendment. You know what you'll get with that? Nowhere knuckleheads man this show's flying by i feel like we just started we're already 40 minutes in probably 38 on your counter because we had to take two minutes to figure out why the power went down all right i got this video um i saw it yesterday and it makes me think of this concept i keep bringing up on the show about liberal totalitarian culture they call it cancel culture but we shouldn't call it that Sometimes I slip. We should call it totalitarian culture because it's that dangerous. And I've repeatedly stated to you that if we hold strong, conservatives, libertarians, Republicans, and sane Democrats, if we hold strong and refuse to cancel our own based on leftist ideas of why people should be fired, should be kept out of the banking system, why places like Parler should be wiped off the internet. If we hold strong, and show some backbone there's a couple theories out there theory number one is that oh yeah don't worry the left will eventually go away and it'll die off and i've said to you that is not true they will never go away number one that will be insulated from it because if the right says we're not playing your game we're not going to fire our people if you own a business we're not going to cancel other businesses like parlor and what happened to other businesses we're not going to do that the left will never stop. And the reason they'll never stop, and my logic is sound. I know I'm right here. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound conceited about it, but because there's power in cancel culture, and a lot of these leftists, most of them that do this, are losers. They're total losers. They're in their mommy's basement. They have a Twitter feed with a thousand followers. They somehow got a blue check mark. And they find power in pointing out the what they perceive to be the shortcomings of others and getting them canceled. They're never gonna stop. So what is going to happen? What's going to happen is this is eventually going to become an entirely cannibalistic movement where the left can't cancel people on the right because double-barreled, double-barreled middle finger, we tell them, no thanks, we're not canceling anybody. And they need to do it because they find power and reward and fulfillment in it at the left. So I told you they're going to turn on themselves and it's going to be cannibalistic. Here's it happening right now in front of your very eyes. Here is Maisie Hirono, radical, lunatic senator from Hawaii. About as radical a leftist as you will ever find. Also one of the least intelligent people in the U.S. Senate I have on good authority. Not very bright. In rooms when she's apparently talking to other senators, there's a lot of these moments, the head-scratching moments where they're like, eh, what? So here's Maisie Hirono. She's on MSNBC, and she's asked a question about her, um, Colleague in the Senate, another radical Democrat, Tammy Duckworth. Tammy, du- these are Democrats. Duckworth and Hirono are asked about this uh, statement by Tammy Duckworth that she's not going to vote for any more Biden cabinet nominees if they're not diverse and AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander. Uh, Joe, I don't know about you, but that sounds kind of racist to me. So you're not going to vote for people who may be skilled. Because of their skin color, ethnicity, or birth birthplace, or, or country of origin. I, I don't know about you, buddy, but that sounds so, sounds kind of racist to me. Can we do a little racism check? Gee, does that sound racist to you? Gee's nodding his head. He's, it, it sounds pretty racist. Joe, does that sound racist to you? Yeah, you got racism here. It racism? That sounds pretty racist to me. We're not going to vote for people for cabinet positions if they're not a certain race. Okay. You see, these are Democrats targeting Joe Biden. I told you the cannibalism would begin. Check this out. I should call everyone's attention to the fact that um, one of your colleagues, Senator Tammy Duckworth, said today that she told the White House she will vote against all of President Biden's nominees who are still outstanding uh, until they rectify the, the fact that there is no AAPI representation in Biden's cabinet. Do you stand with her in that? Tammy's, Tammy's position. Um, is that until she gets a commitment from the White House that there will be more diversity representation in the cabinet and senior White House advisory positions, she will not vote to confirm anyone who does not represent diversity. So this is not about pitting one diversity group against another. I think this is a, a well-articulated, focused position, and I am prepared to join her in that. Ooh, boy, I. Uh- again, I hate to be, I wish I was wrong on this. What would make me really happy and content, not a joke, is if liberals would wake up, realize that it's racist to judge people by their skin color, country of origin, sexual orientation, whatever it may be, and that we should probably just judge people by their character and what they do. Again, where we got off that train, I'm not sure. I'm on that train. Where liberals jumped off that train and said, no, it's better to judge people by their race or other characteristics that are immutable. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when they're going to wake up, but I'm telling you it's no time soon. And now confirmed, again, I wish I was wrong, they will start eating themselves alive. Two Democrat senators attacking Joe Biden for not having a diverse enough cabinet. They want to judge them by entirely immutable characteristics. What an embarrassing, embarrassing party they have, these Democrats right now. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. And on the other side of this, got a lot of video today. And a short video of Ted Cruz, you may have seen it already. But just inject this in my veins all day because Cruz is having absolutely none of the uh, the masked totalitarians out there. This is, I can watch this video all day on a loop. Our last sponsor today, our friends at Patriot Mobile. Just like I'm taking on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, Patriot Mobile is taking on the mobile provider Swamp, and they have some really great news to share. Patriot Mobile just expanded their coverage, which will make it easier for even more Americans to dump the big-name carriers who charge way too much and then take the money and donate it to leftists. I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They never sent a penny to the left, and they're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Plus, you can switch with confidence. Because they use the same network as the larger providers, but charge much less. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Build your own bundle with multi-line discounts and save even more. Just go to patriotmobile.com Dan or call our U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans, first responders, you save even more. This month, you'll get free premier activation where they set up the phone for you and a special gift with the offer code Dan, my first name, D-A-N. Here's how you get it. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT today. Get away from the mobile provider swamp. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan today. (coughs) Excuse me. So again, mainline this one into my veins all day. Here's Ted Cruz, just a quick, um, you know, we can't have another hero of the day because. Officer Eric Talley is our hero of the week. And in honor of his sacrifice in the line of duty, we will not have any more heroes of the day this week. But we'll call this what? Our good guy, our, our owner of the libs for the day? Maybe that's a better way. You know, owning the libs, it's a lifestyle. So here's Ted Cruz. He's about to give a statement at a mic up on Capitol Hill. And you've got some um, some zero in the media, even though Ted Cruz has been vaccinated. Um, Ted Cruz, he wants him to put a mask on. Because he's more comfortable around Cruz. So Cruz brings up an interesting point. Like, just move away. Check this out. Uh, yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask. And all of us have been immunized. So feel uh, better. you're welcome to step away if you like. The whole, the whole point of a vaccine, CDC guidance is what we're following. Joe. I love <laughs> that line at the end. Like, that's a great uh dude. That's the whole point of a vaccine. Like, did you miss that? I don't- you can move daddy We haven't had that God, in a while. I, I we haven't deserve ha- it. we need a we need a listen, there's a Mutley quota. I need at least one Muttley a month. And it's almost been 30 <laughs> days. I'm gonna that's definitely a Muttley moment, right? We have oh, for yeah. you new listeners, you'll figure it out as time goes oh, yeah. on. But we have a Muttley ranking system. One mutley, pretty hilarious. Two Muttleys, um, and you're bent over. And, 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 uh, you're dying. You can't stop. Three mutleys, you can barely catch your breath. There's only been like one four Muttley ever. And it was just such an incredibly explosive moment. It could almost never be repeated. But uh, that's definitely a one Muttley moment. Good call. Very good judgment on that Thank one. Much appreciated. <laughs> good job, Ted Cruz. Thank you for taking on the uh, the mask fascist. Oh my gosh, you don't have a mask on. Yeah, I've been vaccinated, dude. Yeah, but it'd make me more comfortable. You know what would make it even more comfortable? If you walked out of the building. Then you'd be really comfortable. How about those? How about those potatoes? You like that? All right, moving on. On to some serious. See how we do this? You know, a little bit of humor, a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of serious stuff. Back to some actual facts and data. So liberals, you can tune out now. This is the part of the show that may educate you. So I know you don't want that. So feel free to use the 15-second skip button to get ahead of this because these facts might disturb you. So Biden's nightmare Batman hellscape from Justice League, Zack Snyder version, he needs talking points to instill this nightmare landscape where your higher taxes crush your wallet and send your wallet to the Phantom Zone. So in order to pass that, because nobody really wants to pay the government any more money, because everybody knows the government's just a total failure and can do nothing with your money, you can't do better yourself. Joe, they always need talking points, and their talking point um, to pass taxes, you watch, to pass higher taxes, will be this. Income inequality, it's at its highest levels ever. Those evil rich people are making a whole lot more, and you're making less, and they stole it from you, which is kind of weird, because if you don't have anything, how did rich people steal it from you? Logic, not really their thing, Libs. The rich, they took it from the poor. That's how they're so rich. Really? The poor don't have anything. That's why they're poor. Not that they don't have anything because the liberals, I mean, the rich people stole it. Well, when did they have it that they stole it? Never. So how did they steal it? You're asking me to think. I'm a liberal. It's not my bag of donuts, folks. Well, they're going to use the income inequality canard because they always do it. Income is so unequal. Is it really? Here's a great piece in the Wall Street Journal. Great. And by great, I mean fantastic. So much so, I put it in a newsletter, even though I think it's subscription only, because you need to read it. It's called The Incredible Shrinking Income Inequality. Shrinking? I heard it was getting worse. Liberals told us income's more unequal. What do you mean shrinking? Its rise, in other words, the rise in income inequality liberals keep talking about, is an illusion created by the Census Bureau's failure to account for taxes and welfare by Phil Graham and John Early. Folks, the whole r- lying canard, income inequality is getting worse, is a scam, a scamorama. It's a fake. It's not real. Income inequality is not only not getting worse, it's lower today than it was five decades ago. That can't be. I'm a liberal. AOC told me it's worse. Well, your first mistake is listening to AOC. Your second mistake is facts can't penetrate your thick skull. Maybe it's lined with lead or whatever or maybe it's like superman you just have like this man of steel and your skull is so coated in steel and the facts can't penetrate who knows but here are the actual facts from the Wall Street Journal piece about why you've been lied to that income inequality is getting worse very easy to figure out after you read this check this out from Phil Graham quote we can now show that if you count all government transfers Minus administrative costs as income to the recipient household, reduce household income by taxes paid. I'll translate this for you, don't worry. And correct for two major discontinuities in the time series data on income inequality that were caused solely by changes in Census Bureau data methods. The claim that income inequality is growing on a secular basis collapses. Again, not only is income inequality in America not growing, it's lower today than it was 50 years ago. So, how do leftists and leftist economists and people like AOC who can't read data um, or just lie to you about it, how are they using data, air quotes, to buttress their claim that income inequality is so much worse and that the rich are stealing from the poor? Well, they pull a little trick a To m- Now, Joe, Guy, I need you as a... I'm budsman on this because I want to make sure I'm explaining this correctly because liberals could be less. Conservatives will get it right away. But folks, remember, there are liberals listening to my show who are very, very slow on this stuff. If you wanted to make the claim, Joe, that the rich were really rich and the poor were really poor, you'd want the disparity to be wide, right? You want the poor to make almost nothing, right? Yeah. And the rich to make a whole lot. Right. Fair? Just Checking. Mm-hmm. want to be sure everybody's processing the information. There are some libs listening. So notice what they do in their data to make that disparity seem so, that chasm so wide. They don't count government transfers to poor people. In other words, the income poor people get from Section 8 housing vouchers, food stamps, Medicaid, Medicare payments. They don't count any of that. Well, why wouldn't you count that? I mean, it's spendable money like anywhere else. Well, because you want to make the poor seem really poor. So let's not count any of that stuff. And to make the rich seem really rich and make the poor seem really poor. I've got another great idea. And by great, I mean stupid. Let's do this. Let's not reduce the rich's income by the taxes they paid. Nice job. That's just genius. So don't count government transfers to poor people, which is actual money, and don't take away the money rich people pay in taxes. And you fell for this scam? And you really believe income inequality is worse? I'm sorry, it's because you fell for a scam. Because liberals always fall for scams. Scams are their thing. Because what's really strange about it is when you correct the data for sanity and you take away income from rich people, which they do now via taxation. That's money taken away, Libs. I don't know if you knew that. And then you count that money as money transferred over to the poor because it is, because you're counting government transfers. All of a sudden you find that that chasm you claim exists doesn't exist nearly as big as you said it did. As a matter of fact, it's lower than it was 50 years ago. Folks, again, we're here in the show to do actual data and stuff. And facts. If you're not into that thing you might want to find a different show. Okay, here's my last story t- uh, today. I wanted to get to this Facebook story and this other media piece from the Media Research Center, but I'll have to get to it tomorrow. A news flash breaking. We are scheduled to interview Christy Nome after the show today. I haven't done an interview in a while. I'm super excited about this. I want to give her the opportunity, the governor of South Dakota, to defend herself against this story we've been covering on our show. I, I'm just going to be candid. I'm not happy with Christy Noem's decision in South uh, in South Dakota to not sign a bill that would have limited women's sports to women. If you're like, they needed a bill for that? Tragically, yes. So, here, there is a different perspective, and I'm going to give it before this, so you have this ammo before the interview, because we'll air it in tomorrow's show. There is a different perspective on this Christy Noem controversy right now. Let me give you first the Federalist article. Um, The Federalist article from the other day we covered by Margot Cleveland. There is, Margot Cleveland is basically saying in her piece, which we covered the other day in the show notes, it's important. She's basically saying that, listen, Christy Noem is saying, I'm not going to limit women's sports to women at the collegiate level because the NCAA will sue us. Well, Cleveland makes the point in her piece, Margot Cleveland, a good one, that that's not the actual NCAA rules that the NCAA says that biological men can compete in women's sports if there's a a year of, what is it, testosterone suppression treatment, all this other stuff. But there's nothing that prevents teams from being women's-only teams being like banned from South Dakota. That's just not the case. She says this. That nothing, this is Margo Cleveland, nothing in the NCAA, po- I know this story is a little confusing, just know this, it's a story about the governor of South Dakota, who I like, Christine Ohm, saying I'm not going to sign a bill that keeps women in women's sports. And if she's blaming the NCAA, they're going to sue us. But Margo Cleveland says, hey, nothing in this NCAA policy requires a college or university to treat a male student athlete as female, Nothing. Given the number of religiously affiliated colleges and universities participating in NCAA sports, any such mandate would face tough tough, tough opposition and likely be unworkable. Folks, nothing requires a college or university to treat a male student athlete as female. Nothing. That's why I'm not a big fan of Christy Noem's decision. However, I like to give you both sides. We're all better for it. Here's a PJ Media piece by my good friend, Brian Darling. It'll be in the newsletter. or it might have been in yesterday's, but it is in the newsletter this week. He says, well, the truth is more complex. As a responsible governor, Kristi Noem is, uh, is protecting her state's college athletics program from the woke NCAA. He says, as we've witnessed over the years, our colleges have become incubators for the woke mob that have lashed out to ban books and cancel non-woke actors. One needs to look no further than Teen Vogue to see the most recent ridiculous outcome of the intolerant left. When fighting these tyrants, it's important to fight smart and not give the left the upper hand. With due respect to my good friend Brian, I disagree, but I'd like to have Christy Noem come on and defend herself. uh, And we should give her the opportunity. It's the right thing to do. So don't miss the show tomorrow. It's probably going to be a good one. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Remember... We launch uh, nationally the Dan Bongino Radio Show May 24th on radio stations near you. I have a humble request. Um, Ask your local radio station. Shoot them an email. Give them a ring. Ask them if they're going to carry the show. It'll be at 12 noon Eastern to 3. So uh, really looking forward to that. Nothing will happen to the podcast. Don't worry. We're going to give you both. So uh, you podcast fans, it's not going anywhere. It ain't going nowhere. Don't you worry about that. Don't miss tomorrow's show, our interview with Governor Cristino. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.